You're listening to the Going Offsides podcast. Your home for lacrosse news, stories, and everything in between. First of all, I'm joined today by Coach John Lancey and Marcus Holman of the Charlotte Bootleggers in the Upstart PBLA Box Lacrosse League. And, you know, this is an exciting time because we haven't had a competition in the box world in a very long time. And Marcus, you're just coming over from the PLL where you're used to, you know, going out and starting something new. So let's start with you, Marcus. What's kind of, I mean, everyone knows your prowess in the field game, you know, Ohio machine, then the archers, but what, what about box experience? Because your name is not a name that I associate with box cross right off the top of my head. Yeah. Not too much box experience for me. Um, I guess I'll just give you kind of a, a brief background. So I graduated from UNC in 2013. Uh, I just finished my 10th season in professional field lacrosse. So that was uh, six years with the MLL, which then folded into the PLL. Just finished my fourth year with the Archers Lacrosse Club. Um, earlier in my career, right at, after college, uh, I was you know freelance lacrosse, kind of having my own LLC coaching and I went to two training camps with the, they were the Minnesota Swarm at the time of the NLL. Um, they're now the Georgia Swarm. And I went to training camp, honestly, you know, figuring that I wasn't going to make the roster because when I looked at who was playing forward on the right side for them, it was Lyle Thompson, Miles Thompson, and Randy Stats. Uh, so for me, it was just kind of experience to, to, to check out what the game is all about. And I learned so much from those guys. Um, and a guy like Shane Jackson, who's still playing in the NLL. So I uh, made the practice squad one year, never actually played in a game. But then after that, I took a coaching job at the University of Utah uh, as an assistant coach. And as many people know, or maybe they don't know, if, if you're a full time, you know, college coach, it's it's pretty much impossible to play indoor lacrosse because the season runs during the spring. So I kind of put it on the back burner. Um I was able to try out for Team USA in 2015 and make that roster, which was a great accomplishment for me. Um, again, not really knowing what I was doing, but you know the way that I play, if you've ever seen me, it's just full speed all the time, flying around, getting ground balls, setting picks, uh, trying my best to score, even though it's very difficult in the indoor game. I, I definitely know that. Um, and we, we won a bronze medal in 2015 with Team USA. So Box has kind of been on the back burner for me. I moved back to Maryland last year. I'm no longer coaching collegiately. And, you know, the PBLA seemed like a great opportunity for me to kind of just get my feet wet again and, and really challenge myself, honestly, like as a lacrosse player. Um, you know, I've been doing it at a pretty high level consistently in, in the field game now. And, uh, you know, box is, is an arena that, you know, I, I is going to challenge me. So I'm really excited for that challenge. And, and that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, perfect. I mean, you, you already answered my next question, which is <laughs> why, why at age 31 are you are you getting into box lacrosse? It's not a hobby people pick up uh, yeah. late in life. But uh, so you did kind of already answer that. Is there yeah. more to it than that? Are, are, do you think the skill set is going to pay dividends for you when you go back to the field season? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll kind of tie in Coach Lancey here for a little bit. So when I graduated, I was living in North Carolina and Coach Lancey and I coached together for three years two years two, two, two years, years at, at durham academy where he's still the head head lacrosse coach at the high school level so that's how our relationship developed and then when he was named head coach of the bootleggers he, he approached me we've had a couple phone calls since then and kind of rekindled our relationship and you know again i i, I just think it's it's a challenge for me i think you know 
the best lacrosse players that I look at are guys that play, you know, box and field. Um, you know, you look at guys like Tom Schreiber and Josh Byrne and Matt Rambo and Dane Smith, you know, those guys are really, really talented players. And, you know, I honestly, I just love the the physicality of it, the, the pace of it. Um, you know, it's, it's, I, I obviously I'm an attackman and, and my role is in the field game is to score goals and I'm more of a, you know, off ball guy, but, I think indoor, like my essence of of a lacrosse player is being a guy that runs all over the field, like mm-hmm. and you know plays two ways and can play some defense. So like that's that's exciting to me to um, you know kind of approach the PBLA in that sense. You know, I don't know if I'm going to be scoring a million goals. I'm certainly going to try to, but you know, I look at it as like you know get being a guy that can be on the you know the faceoff team to pick up loose balls, a guy that can play some defense if I need to. So that's kind of how I'm I'm approaching it. Wonderful. And before I get to, to John, I, I do want to ask you one more question. So obviously the PBLA will be taking up some of your time now, but since you've left coaching collegiately and your focus is on the PLL and the PBLA, what else are you doing with, with your time? Are you still out there, you know, coaching on the side? You know, what does the rest of your time look like? Yep. So I have my own LLC. It's MH1 Lacrosse, pretty basic. Um, I do some group trainings here in, in Maryland. Um, and, you know, still I'm able to travel, you know, whether it's across the country or even internationally, honestly, to, to coach. So, and then, you know, I, I took a job as the offensive coordinator at my alma mater, my high school Gilman. So that kind of takes up the bulk of my time in the spring, but yeah, for me, it's, it's full-time lacrosse, whatever I can get my hands on, you know, I'm, I'm into. And again, this is why this opportunity is great. I've done some broadcasting. Um, you know, I just love the sport so much. It's given me you know, everything I have in my life. So I, I try to get back as much as I can and just stay involved and um, feeling great at 31, you know, better than <laughs> ever. I, I think I've got that perfect blend of like experience now, you know, and physically I'm still able to, to move the way that I want to. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. You are by definition a lacrosse guy. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. So coach, obviously, you know, we talked a little bit before this Michigan state guy back, back in the late eighties, early nineties, then a turbo, uh, now my history is a little shaky. Were you there for the world championship for the turbos uh, or you were just before that? Just after they won just the after. in 91. I was on the squad 92. Um, uh, yeah, that was a great experience. Part of the reason why I'm, you know, had long into this endeavor. I had a really great experience as a young player playing indoor lacrosse, um, out of college post collegiately and you know like Marcus and and most of these guys I have to say I've been very energized by the conversations I'm having with so many young elite lacrosse players that are still really eager want to have and be part of a team and they really love to compete you can see it in Marcus talking and I really have a lot of respect for Marcus as a player and was the first call I made when when this opportunity came for me only because not only Marcus is a great player, but he is truly an ambassador for the game and has a great soul for the game of lacrosse. And I've always had a lot of respect for his love of the game. And it's just contagious. I mean, you can't be around and be on a team with number one and not be excited about what you're doing out there. So, and we've kind of built around some guys like that. Marcus kind of helped a little bit. We've got a couple of guys that kind of helped build our roster out. And we're we're excited about uh, what this can be. It's a platform, you know, much like when I did for the American born player in the box game, that's a little more soy, a little easier for travel and lots of guys want to play. Like Marcus said, and it's a great for your skill set. The, the move at the international level to the sixes and no poles and, 
you know, there's, there's a new set of skills needed if you want to represent your country in different avenues. So I think there's a lot of guys, you know, they're in that realm with Marcus and the PLL that are looking to expand their skill set. And, you know, Marcus is still banging around for team USA and, you know, um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a big honor. So this is a, this is a great Avenue and I'm excited about it. I'm, you know, as Marcus talks about lacrosse guy all the time, Marcus knows me pretty well too. I'm, I'm the same on the coaching front. I'm out there coaching first and second graders uh, every Saturday morning. Uh, you know, I'm a middle school teacher as well. I coach middle school hoops and varsity lacrosse coach. Uh, I'll get out there and grab a whistle and, and coach about anything. So it's been a part of my life forever. So. Yeah. And so not to age you at all, because your playing career ended in the nineties, but how have you stayed up in the box game since, you know, your playing days have been over? Well, you know, fortunately, a, a Michigan state teammate of mine, Adam Mueller, who went on and had a great pro career, indoor career, and the most successful NLL coaching career for any American guy. And part of the reason how Marcus got hooked up with the 2015 U.S. indoor team, Adam was on that staff. And, um, you know, just the guys I played with, fortunately, in Detroit and in Buffalo when I played for the Bandits, I played on the two teams in that league were primarily Canadian guys. Mm -hmm. A lot of those guys turned out to be great friends, lifetime friends, and they're all still involved in the game. And coaching is Marcus knows if you're a college coach, you know, Canada, you, you always got your tentacles up there trying to find the next guy who can score goals. And I was fortunate. I got Zach Greer down to Duke when I was coaching there. And mm -hmm. you know, there's some, there's just some great goal scoring guys up there. So I've always loved the box game. I grew up in Buffalo, um, a lot of native American influence in, in my game and around where I grew up and the Southern Ontario scene. So it's not new to me. And a lot of my friend group and people in the game are still related to the box game and it involves. So um, I've never really moved too far away from following it and paying attention. And, you know, and um, like Marcus said, it's a great version of the game. It really is. Absolutely. And so obviously we're fresh off the draft. We had, we had our initial draft where you pick 10 players and Marcus being the first one on, on your list. So talk to me a little bit about your draft choices, you know, the pieces that you've put in place. If there, I mean, there was a rhyme and reason, I'm sure. But tell, tell me what, what that all looked like, what your thought process was going into your choices. Well, rhyme and reason, I got a great assistant, Kevin Iwanusa is a local guy down in Charlotte who actually coaches some high school against, but it's a lot of box experience in the American side of it where they play, you know, amateurly, but mm -hmm. he's very involved. And, you know, we started looking at what the game's going to look like. The rules are a little tweaked from the NLL, the kind of players that you want suits a little bit more of the more athletic, you know, diverse skill set of guys can go up and down the floor a little bit. And when I started thinking on how the roster gets put together, you know, you've got 19 game day guys, 17 runners and a couple of goalies, you know, I envisioned, you know, two units of eight with, you know, your, your three righties, your three lefties and a couple of transition guys and be able to go up and down the floor and, you know, you just have to have complimentary guys. And I, I felt like we got a good guy in Joe French, who's a, a, mm -hmm. a veteran guy who played in the States who stayed in the States, but lots of box experience on the right side that can help a guy like Marcus, you know, score a hundred goals like we hope him to do. I know he wants to, but, um, <laughs> you know, and, and, you know, we've got a good blend of, of, um, of veteran guys and guys that have different blends of experiences. And, you know, we were pleasantly surprised. There's lots of really good, guys down in our neck of the woods that live down here you know charlotte's a desirable place to live and lots of guys have found their way down here so we we didn't have to look too far to find some really talented guys that had the desire to play so we're um you know combination of those things you're able to bring some guys in that we're out loud from the league and taking the best talent that's down our neck of the woods we feel like we've got a really good chance to 
you know, I sent a bunch of emails to the guys. We're all, we're all a little old, been doing this a long time. There's really no outcome other than trying to win the game. That's what we're right. all trying to do, you know, at this point in our career. So trying to hoist a trophy. So, so before we get into the future, let me ask, you know, Marcus just told us he wants to do a little bit of defense, uh, banging bodies. So, and play some wing on some face off. So do you picture him as more of a transition guy or a strict forward or what, what's his role kind of look like, or is it still to be determined? I mean, everybody's to be determined as we kind of sort out how this play is going to look with the rules. I mean, the way you're allowed to substitute kind of necessitates guys having to go back on defense from the offensive end, at least three of them. And depending on which way you're going on the floor, it's your righties, your lefties, depending on, you know, which way you're going. So yeah, Marcus is going to have to play a little bit of defense out there, you know? So um, yeah, we're going to have to, I mean, he hasn't done many approach drills lately, so we're going to have to figure that out, but. uh, (laughs) Well, uh, hey, the archers are known for riding. So, you know, I'm sure he's got, you know, it's a bit more space. On the, the, field, lasso, but, uh, the lasso doesn't work in box. You got to put two hands uh, on the stick. Yeah, you're going to break an arm or lose a stick that way. I got I to gotta send you a clip from uh, our, our USA field weekend the other weekend. I ran back on defense, defended a two-man <laughs> game behind the goal, <laughs> helping in as a two-slide, and then picked up a ground ball. And Coach Coach Amplo, the defensive coordinator, was uh, you know he almost headbutted me when I ran. <laughs> pumped Love up, it. but yeah. Love Definitely right, so- tough. It's tough so, on that. So speaking to the future, uh, kind of the last question here for you, coach. So what does the rest of the calendar look like? So there is going to be a supplemental draft from, from my understanding, you know, based on what you have and what you need, can you kind of share with, uh, you know, maybe the types of players you're looking for or some yeah. goals that you're looking to fill? Well, the, the draft, obviously, we, we were talking to a lot of guys in the lead up um, to the draft. Um, you know, the draft was 10 rounds. We took the guys we felt we needed to protect or really wanted in the cornerstone of the program of our first team. We have a whole group that we've been actively talking to that we're picking up in free agency now. Okay. And we're allowed to bring 30 guys to camp. That group will over the span of three weekends be sorted out to the 25 man, you know, active roster for the season that we can pull off for, for game day roster. So we do have some targeted guys that live locally that are in NLL camps that if, you know, they're taxi squad guys or don't make it, um, you know, might fit us for the supplemental draft. But, um, you know, the core group of guys that we're, we're building on, we have, we'll, we'll start having some conversations with some guys. We have a little bit of time now to kind of take a breath and figure out what those last four or five spots might look like for bringing guys to camp. And we'll, we'll, we'll take our time and do our due diligence as, as Marcus knows me well. I'm a, I'm a character guy. I'm, I, I'm a trust person. I, I need to get to know some guys. I'm not easily giving away trust. We kind of tried to circle the wagons with a group of guys that, you know, I either knew their coaches in college or I have some background on these guys and spoke really highly of all these kids. They're all winners. They were all captains. They were all star players for their programs and winning programs and are used to winning and want to win. So we're going to look for guys like that. You know, we want a good team. We're all going to sacrifice our weekends to be together. Um, we want to make sure that we're supporting each other and having a good time doing it. And, um, you know, hopefully this this whole group of guys, like I did when I was in my 20s, you get some new friends and some people that you find some common ground with that make your life better. So um, if we can do that and win a bunch of games, you know, check the box for good. So Absolutely. Well, I'm a bootleggers fan already, but last question for Marcus. So what, what excites you the most about the PBLA in general? And that's kind of a, that's a, you can take a second on that one if you need to. Yeah, no, I, I, um, I was thinking about this too, just, you know, and, and reflecting on maybe 
just the league and it, its inception. Obviously, it's its first year. And I think back to my lacrosse career starting with my collegiate choice, right? Going to North Carolina in arriving in the fall of 2009, UNC was really, really struggling uh, as a lacrosse program. I don't think they had won an ACC game in, in a couple of years. And um, the program was was not, you know, held to, to the highest standard or of the highest standard of its tradition and its past. So, you know, I was able to go there and have a good career. And, you know, we didn't make a final four or win a national championship. My senior year, we won the ACC championship for the first time in 16 years. And then that freshman class was able to win a national championship. The reason I say that is because I get, I get drafted to the Ohio machine. They're a second year program. We go two and 12 my first year. I was able to build the Ohio machine up, you know, become a captain, win a championship in the MLL in 2017. Um, you know, flip to the PLL. I'm a part of the archers and building up that culture and that team. And then again, you know, this kind of arose as an opportunity to like, I like starting new ventures. I think, you know, I like being in on the ground floor with something and, um, you know, to be able to build something that hopefully can, can last for many years and provide, you know, guys like me an opportunity to, to play lacrosse and, um, you know, get paid a couple bucks. Like what's better than that, you know? And I, there's so many, you know, new, uh, players that are, are, you know, playing all over the country and, and, you know, um, of all different races and, and, you know, men, women, the game is just like really growing at, at an, such an awesome rate right now. So hopefully we can build this up, you know, and, and provide some entertainment for some fans. I think we can play some, some good lacrosse and, um, you know, again, give, give some young, uh, players out of college a chance to compete at the professional level. I played on some great teams in the major indoor lacrosse league, great teams. So I was line mates with Paul and Gary Gates, spent a little time as line mates with John Tavares, my second go around with Detroit with Teddy Dowling, like literally some of the all-time great guys to ever strap it on um, in indoor lacrosse. And the game back then was an up and down game. It was cool. Like the teams in Baltimore, Boston, and New York were, were like the very best cream of the crop of the collegiate players. There was no other pro option at the time for, for a player. So if you wanted to keep playing at the professional, you had to play in the major indoor lacrosse league. There was no field league, um, you know, per se to be a pro and, you know, the pace of the game, the excitement of the game, um, the game has evolved much like, you know, in the collegiate game as well. Right. I mean, as, as the game got more coached and people got paid more, the, the, the stress of coaches on the game took away from the players a bit. Right. So I think if you watch a, a division one college game, there's, there's not a lot of risk, right? It's, 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 you know, it's coached, right? There's, there's not an inherent risk for the players, right? And even the NLL, you watch the game now, and I watch a lot of NLL games, it's, it's five for five, a lot of subbing. They've taken a lot of the full field game out of the game. You do not see a lot of up and down in the game. And I think this version of the game, the way the rules, are, and this is what was so intriguing for me when I got approached was, a chance for that skill set of the, you know, the, and the, the American kids are so much more skilled than when I played, right? The skill set of these kids is so high end and the athleticism of these guys is so impressive. So you put them in a, in a place where the ball's always in play, Nicholas, right? The risk reward of great creative players. Like there's some rules for fouls. You can take penalty shots instead of taking your penalty time and you're like these young guys, like we're so like guys like Marcus who love, I used to watch him practice all the time before our high school practices. And just the idea of like trying something new, right? Like never being satisfied with where you are. And 
this is going to be a platform where you can just think creatively and think what might be and see if you can make it happen. And I think if we kind of approach that as a group and blend all those skill sets together, you might have something really cool out there on Saturday night. So, I mean, that's going to be our goal. We're going to think about it creatively and how we can use our athleticism and skills and, and play a really cool brand of lacrosse. So. Yeah, and I know Marcus can attest to how a couple of rule changes can make a big impact um, yeah. on a game. Even though the, the spirit of the game is exactly the same in the PLL, those, those minor rule changes have really transformed the game. So thank you so much, both of you, for your time. And uh, I look forward to seeing Charlotte very soon. Sounds good, Nicholas. Thanks for your time. Be sure to subscribe, give us a review, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Going Offsides.